Welcome back to the Suresh Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how a messenger came from Mughal Khan to Guru Hargobind. He was trying to convince the Guru to surrender, to give up the hawk. Guru Hargobind had none of that. The messenger went back to Mughal Khan, who then realized the Guru wouldn't surrender, that he's basically dead now. He looked over and saw that basically no other high-ranking commander was alive, left. He only had the option to fight now. Because if he retreated, if he went back to Shah Jahan, the emperor, the emperor would have him killed for his coward-like behavior. So the last chapter ended with him gathering up the remaining 1,000 soldiers that he had, and he started driving into battle. Chapter 15 now begins describing how the Sikhs heard the battle drums from the Mughals, and they came running to Guru Hargobind and said, O Guru Hargobind, the pinnacle, the highest, for some time we've held our line now, and they stood far from us after we killed many of them. There were a hundred of us standing there at the ready with weapons in hand, ready to kill them off. But the remaining Turks, they ran away cowardly. They all went back to Mughal's Khan, and they have regrouped, and now have become enraged again. Even Mughal's Khan himself has mounted up on this charge. Their battle drums are sounding off. They have let the flags at the top of their battle standards loose. So side note here, this signifies that the army is leading a charge in battle. So he's saying, the army is arriving quickly now, so arrogantly. So Guru Hargobind, get ready, gather all the troops together in line. There's only one more clash left. We'll finish them all off right here. The battle drum of victory will sound off after that. Near Guru Hargobind, the elite Lakha, Guru Hargobind's own battle drum beater, Nagarchi. So each battalion, like Bandekans, Bilijans, etc., they all have their own Nishan battle standard and Nagara battle drum. So Guru Hargobind's own Khas Nagarchi was named Lakha. And Guru Hargobind said to him, When we go into battle, do the double beat. Get all the warriors strapped up, ready to kill off the enemy. Now they won't be left to stand around. We'll send them running. We'll kill the barbarians in such a way that even by running they won't be saved. Bidjan at that time clasped his hands together and said, O oh, Guru Hargobind, it'll happen as you say. Their leaders, generals, they have all been killed off. Some even ran away. Those who were left with Mughal Khan, those are the ones who ran away. He gathered all of those people up. This is your glory, Guru Hargobind. Many of them died without us even killing them. Some randomly fell off their horse and would get trampled by the other horses. Some randomly dropped weapons from their hands out of fear. They wouldn't be able to pick them up or save themselves. And when Bane Khan went into the battlefield, he himself killed off countless. He killed many with weapons, others he just crushed with his body. When we came into the battlefield, first we let off our rifles, then we clashed with them with swords in our hands. If we approach them in a similar manner, we'll kill off many and have the others sent running. When Bidichan was saying this, the army had approached now, near. They were shooting off their rifles. At that point, Guru Hargobind's army then also lit their matches, started firing back. From both sides, the battle drums were beating. Everyone rode off now in great speed on their horses. The enraged warriors looked stunning with their eyes wide open. They were speeding off on their horses, shooting their rifles. Whoever came in front of them, they were killed. The Mughals were getting hit by the bullets of the six, falling off their horses. It's as if great death, Mahakal himself, had lured the Mughals into this battle. The Joganis were dancing with skulls filled with blood in their hands. They were drinking the blood. 
There was a terrifying Paro there as well on the battlefield who was just in ecstasy watching this carnage. There were jackals, crows, all these animals eating the meat of the dead warriors. Both sides were yelling out, kill, kill, shooting countless bullets. Many warriors fell with their bodies ripped apart. Many horses were just running around the battlefield without anybody riding on top. Both sides were letting out bullets like it was the month of Jade, March-April time, when it would rain. The warriors were going side to side, trying to aim while speeding along their horses, shooting their rifles. Guru Hargobind himself was riding in front with such a vicious, stiff bow in hand. He had already shot out ten whole quivers, which were filled with arrows. And then he requested more ammo, more arrows. These arrows were stunning, which he got in batches, in new quivers. Some were very wide. Some, the arrows' heads were shaped like clasped hands. Others were like spearheads, basically. Some arrows were actually blunt. These arrowheads would cause internal injuries to organs and bones. Some arrowheads looked like crescent moon shapes. Others had an arrowhead that looked like a fish head. Others were like super sharp thorns. And when they would zip across the battlefield, they were like flying snakes. They would hiss all along the way. Arrows would go clean into the enemy lines, just decimating them. It would go through one, go through another, a second, and even a third. Whether a soldier or a horse was struck, whatever it struck, it wouldn't be saved. It would just quickly fall down. When these arrows would eventually fall, the warriors would pick them up and be amazed by them. How vicious and how heavy they were. They would say, these arrows are from the hand of Guru Hargobind, who has killed countless horses and men. They would see these arrows, that they were so large and wide, they would be so scared of them. They would say, who in this age could even shoot such arrows? Who else would have such a vicious bow? to be able to shoot out these arrows? Who would be able to pull back such a bow to shoot these off? And who had that power, who had that strength that they would be able to finish off countless soldiers like this? Even an elephant, if he got hit, wouldn't be saved from one of these arrows. What is a horse or a man in front of these? So these soldiers would go to Mughalus Khan and show him, saying, look, these are the arrows that we had been shooting at us. If we just stay positioned here in front, we'll all die very quickly. Just one arrow kills many soldiers. No soldier wants to go in front of the lines. They're all afraid of this fire. Whatever will happen is going to happen. So let's just close the distance quickly. Let's go head on and attack them so we can fight with our swords. We'll kill him right there. Such a powerful warrior like Guru Hargobind won't be captured alive. Such a warrior who has engaged in this vicious warfare. When Mughal Khan heard this, he had such a fear arise in his heart, thinking that he won't be saved now by the Guru. When the Guru sees us head on, they'll clash with us. It's like Khoda has placed me under death's grip now. He's thinking, now I can't retreat. All the other senior warriors have fought, they've died here. Those who I had such a belief and trust in, I can't see them around now, they've all died. So this massive coward, Mughalus Khan, his face just sunk in. But still, he yelled out to his warriors and took them with him. So the battle drums were sounding off and his battle standards had their flags unraveled. He was trying to enthusiastically pump up his troops. He was yelling at them, saying, Hey, warriors, let's kill them off now and finish them. We'll go back to the emperor, and I'll praise you greatly in front of him. He'll bless you all with great gifts and titles. So Saeed Didar Ali was to Mughalus Khan's left with his battalion. And on Mughalus Khan's right, he had Sultan Beg the Mughal with his battalion. These were the only two commanders left. Everybody else 
was ground down into the earth. They all had fear in their heart, but they pressed forward. Guru Hargobindo, on the other side, had Bande Khan to his left with his battalion and Bilichan to his right, both of them with their respective battalions, the warrior, the powerful Brahman Malakajati, the vicious. He took some warriors with him and he pressed ahead in front of everybody, right down the middle. So both armies now clashed head on while shouting, kill, kill. Such anger and rage in their hearts while striking down. They were moving side to side to avoid strikes while preparing rifles, shooting them off, hitting warriors, some were falling. Whatever bullet hit a warrior, they weren't saved. At that point, Bandai Khan was just so enraged. He had shot out many arrows, killing many. Guru Hargobind himself had also killed many with his arrows. Both of them weren't letting anyone remain still in front of them on the battlefield. Wherever the Turks were in great numbers, there the arrows zipped into. They had such large white vulture feathers on the back of them. No arrow even went to waste. They all hit their mark. Either they hit a soldier or they hit a horse. And they would both immediately fall down. In this way, Bilichand also killed many. Sultan Beg, the Mughal, he got close to Bilichand. Bilichand pulled back to his ear an arrow and sent it out, which hit Sultan Beg's armor. And Sultan Beg had a metal helmet along with chainmail on his body. Sultan Beg, he was pissed. He was so angry. He took a spear. He came towards Bilichand. And with his spear, he aimed to thrust at Bilichand. He moved quickly with his horse and thrust it. It only struck Bilichand's arm, though. The Guru had divinely given his hand and saved Bilichand. The Mughal, though, he did that spear thrust and then pulled back. Bilichand yelled at him, said, Where are you going, you coward? This isn't the conduct of a warrior. Bilichand pushed forward, taking his Kharag sword, swinging it at Sultan Beg. But Sultan Beg quickly put his shield in front, blocking the strike. It was a great save by Sultan Beg, and he was safe. But Bilichand, he was enraged at this. He slightly pulled back grabbed his bow, he put an arrow in there, he pulled it back to his ear, he aimed at that small opening between the chainmail jacket and the helmet, just around the neck area. And he let that arrow fly. It zipped along like a flying snake and it hit the Mughal right in the neck. He fell straight off his horse. Both sides saw this. They saw Sultan Beg pass away before he headed to the heavens. All the Turks had such grief over this loss. They were also afraid now. Meanwhile, the six were just overjoyed. All the Turks had lost their resolve that they would win. They were all terrified. They knew that death was coming. This is how both sides clash now. And that's how chapter 15 concludes. In the next chapter, we're gonna hear how Bandai Khan takes on the Dad Ali, the Sayyid, and how Guru Hargobind himself duels with Mughlus Khan in a wild ending to the Battle of Amritsar. So that's what we're gonna pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page.